Hey, 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 welcome to the first, well, second episode, but what I would call like the first full episode of the Fussy Foodie Podcast. And again, my name is Stuart. Uh, well, in the title, some may, I don't know, consider it uh, an oxymoron or not. It can, can maybe be a contradiction. But uh, as I've always been called a fussy eater since I was a kid, a lot of times def- definitely with derision of some people. Oh, he's a fussy eater. Oh, he doesn't like this. He doesn't like that. But still, as I think I said before in my previous podcast, what I do like, I love. And I love to f- love food. And I hope I want to get that across in, in these podcasts is just the love of food and love of life in general, but especially love of food. And then for the other part of it, I think actually the first time I was ever called a foodie was by a relative I hadn't seen for a while, about maybe 12 years or so ago. And I guess she had seen in some of my uh, Facebook podcast or posts, <laughs> um, was posting about a lot of food that I was trying and having at that time. And so she said, oh, you're a foodie. I said, oh, okay, yeah, I guess, cool. I like the word, it's just, Again, it's just love of somebody who just loves food. And so I love the food that I do love. And maybe I don't necessarily love a lot of the same things or as much of the same things as other people. And there's a lot that I don't like and really don't like. And we'll definitely get that across at other times here too. But uh, yeah, I'm Fassi Foodie. And so in each episode, there's one particular maybe type of food that I'll um, kind of focus on. This time is actually kind of uh, inspired by a recent thing here in my city here of Hamilton, Ontario. We have every year of the Hamilton Soup Fest, which is put on by uh, a local uh, charity called Living Rock, which helps to uh, raise money for uh, programs and things for inner city youth. And so they have this every year. Um, It's actually the first time this year in about the past three years where it was actually in person because of COVID, of course. The past two years is sort of like in between a couple of kind of like little mini lockdowns and stuff where they're encouraging people to go to the restaurants themselves. But uh, this first year in a while, because actually in 2020, they always do it at the end of February. So 2020 was just before the the big lockdowns started. So they have several... uh, vendors in that convention center um, where they each have one particular soup um, that you get like a little mm, call it kind of like a cup but a larger size cup which looks small but they fill it up and it's very filling usually um, you get a lot to try from each uh, each restaurant there and um, so yeah, it's a great place to try in fact I would actually say it's one of the first times um, when I first started going this every year, maybe let's say 15 years-ish ago, where I really started to try to try more things. And I thought it was a great opportunity. There's lots of different, different uh, things offered by these restaurants. And uh, I think soup, actually, it's a good thing. There's so many different types. And um, it's kind of a thing where... I guess, again, what I can uh, attribute a lot of my pickiness or fussiness from of just growing up and the way you're raised. And there could be a lot of that where if you're only exposed to certain things, only certain types of things from a thing, like let's say if you're only served the Campbell's canned soups and from there only a certain few certain types, like the main one that most people think of, chicken noodle or vegetable or tomato or a few others like that. Um, I know a lot of people that I'm learning more and more of now that 
that make their own. I never even really thought of that as a kid. I just thought of soup as Campbell's. That's the only thing I thought of. Occasionally, I remember now that my mom would sometimes make turkey soup just after Christmas using the dead turkey bone. So we'd have that once or twice there, maybe some years just after Christmas, if she was the one who hosted Christmas and had the turkey. So there's that. But again, and soup is a great kind of thing where of trying new things, where if there's soups that have various different ingredients within them, and maybe there's one or two of those ingredients where you usually don't like or don't think you'll like, but you can get to try because it's in there, maybe along with things that you do like. So there's that where you can try it, but then also that could go along with one being, no, I'll never try it because it is with that one thing that I don't like or don't think I'll like. So there's some, definitely sometimes depending on how adventurous you're feeling at the time or how just how much of a fuzzy eater you are. I know uh, I'm starting to try more stuff than I used to, but I do know of a few friends who are also really fussy who just will not try stuff. So, so there's that. Um, and uh, again, soup is also one of those things. It's like a, you know, like a comfort food. Again, with Campbell's um, and chicken noodle, the main one, where you sort of you think of like growing up again as a kid or, or we get served when you're feeling sick. A lot of times people say is that uh, chicken noodle is, is perfect to get served when you're not feeling well. And uh, so, yeah, so there's that. And uh, I even, and also tomato soup is a great thing that... Uh, also served, I guess, usually a lot of times along with grilled cheese. I know um, when I've pulled some friends on Facebook about their favorite soups or their favorite soup memories. So a lot of them mentioned that about uh, tomato soup with grilled cheese um, or cream of broccoli is a good one that a lot of friends mentioned. Um, there's another one actually that, that a friend mentioned um, called Italian Wedding that I remember actually just... I would see on some menus of fancy restaurants, sometimes going with, with family as growing up, when it was just this name, Italian wedding, just makes it sound so fancy compared to usually ones you just think of from, from the stores or from the cans. Um, and so, yeah, so I um, I talked to a few of the vendors, uh, or a few of the chefs who were there from, uh, from the Soup Fest. Um, one, Michelle Schmidt from uh, Stuffed Handcrafted Pierogies. And she said that um, the one that they usually have, will have something that uh, that they've offered before, but then when after they've served it at the at the soup fest, they'll usually add it onto the menu, and like the regular menu, and it'll get lots of uh, requests to keep it on there. And there's one that they've had before in the past that they said. Um, they get a lot of requests to keep doing it is dill pickle soup. And that, now that's one of those things <laughs> where I just will not try. I like, sometimes like those little, little pickles that you get in the jars again that I've had growing up, but just something about, I don't know, just the weird, I just don't get the dill, big deal about it. So no, not going to do that. And she did say that their um, the guy the their head chef there he said Chef Mike usually has sort of like a base list of about two or three different varieties that that uh, they'll think about and uh, 
then prepare test batches among their staff and then keep perfecting it until deciding which one to use. And this time they, they did the creamy spinach artichoke, which I know is a big hit with uh, the um, few of the people that was there with this year. And then there was uh, RBG Garden Bistro in town, um, Royal Botanical Gardens, their garden bistro, their restaurant, uh, who I talk, spoke to, David Favretto. He said uh, he said they really wanted to win this year, so they decided not to go full in with vegan, um, but they did use a lot of vegetables to show that's because the kind of restaurant that they are, being in the, the garden bistro. And so their soup that they used this time was called Parsnapple, with the parnip, parsnips and, uh, and apple. And that was, that was also a big hit. And um, so, the, and he said they've used, used it before in the restaurant, sometimes as a puree for a pork dish. But so, yeah. And it actually won the... Uh, sorry, I check my notes here. Okay, yeah, so so he said they, they actually won this year the, from the blind voting panel, and they, have also, and they also won for best decor. And um, I would highly recommend actually both of those um, soups, the uh, creamy artichoke and the parsnipple, or parsnapple, ah, <laughs> there we go. And... Um, yeah, soup is actually also one of those things where there's so many different types and so many different kinds like from around the world. Um, so there's borscht, which is a Russian beet soup. Another one of those things actually, actually can't remember the last time I've tried it, so I might be open to trying it again, but beets, just, it's funny. It was, actually, sometimes it's funny that I blame my dad for <laughs> how fussy I am because he was so ultra fussy, but beets was one of his favorite foods, but I just, no, not for me. Not a beat guy, but I might be open to try it again because I think it's been a long time since I have. Um, but uh, then also there's, um, let's see, what are some of the other ones? Mul- Mulligatani, creamy chicken soup from India. And apparently uh, in the Tamil language, it means, or Tamil, sorry for not, if I'm not pronouncing that correctly, uh, means cool pepper water. Then there's, uh, of course, chowder or chada. Um, from The Simpsons, uh, which is actually French for cauldron. And then there's gumbo, uh, which is famous from uh, Louisiana and New Orleans. And then there is so much more. And then there's another uh, international type of soup that I think is fairly famous, the French onion soup, which apparently debuted in France in the 18th century due to onions being cheap and easy to grow, and therefore it became readily available. Also going back a bit to the uh, Italian wedding soup, I found out uh, is called, another name for it, Minestra Maritata, which translates to married soup, 
and refers to the marriage of inexpensive meats and leafy greens. So yeah, all right. And I was looking back on some of the past years of some uh, names of soups from that uh, have had a soup vest that I really liked. So there's grilled sweet corn and wild boar. There's one I think that they actually uh, designated as a dessert soup called espresso and chili chocolate covered bacon. So again, somewhat a fan of the espresso, but not in general. Not real. I'm not really generally a fan of chili, which I'm sure we'll talk about in some other podcast episode. But love chocolate, love bacon. So when you put together things you do definitely like with maybe a few things you're unsure of, and there you go. Um, other ones they've had uh, cream of buffalo chicken and uh, nacho soup, which is pretty cool. And actually, one thing that I remember from that that they they do other times, those spooning out the, from the label into your cup and then also put like other little things on top from there like maybe some sort of little spices or in that case remember they actually put a big nacho on top of the nacho soup and then there's uh what they got turkey dinner uh beef pot roast soup uh carrot coconut and then cheeseburger soup and if you things like that that are pretty cool and um then also of course now what I hope to be a regular segment here, and I do love the alliteration. So we got the fussy foodie fun facts. So this time, fun facts for soup. I looked up. So in the 1700s, King Louis the 14th of France was so enamored of himself that he had his royal chefs create a soup that would allow him to see his own reflection in the bowl, and thus consomme soup was born from there with a clear broth and if i get past my notes and papers here uh, also fun fussy foodie fun fact number two in nebraska apparently it is illegal for bar owners owners uh, to sell beer unless they are brewing a pot of soup at the same time which actually also reminds me of one of my favorite soups that I love. I uh, don't always get a chance to have it, but when I'm in um, a restaurant, a chain here in this area, I'm not sure if uh, people in uh, other parts of Canada or the U.S. might be listening to this, but a place called Jack Astor's that has a beer and cheddar soup. So, all right, again, putting together a couple of things you like together. So there, it's all right. So uh, that's about it for this time. Um, again, just want to always want to make sure you get across um, that everybody likes what they like, don't like what they don't like. It shouldn't have to necessarily be forced to like th- things that they don't. But hopefully if people get a chance to try and maybe get a chance to uh, to try things at least, give it a uh, shot, be open, and there you go.